to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, and we start with local news. A call for a possible stabbing on the interstate turned into a pursuit that came to an end on a dead-end road in Murray County. Neighbors on Bristow Road described the tense moments of the takedown. It was really scary. Michelle Petty explained, saying she watched from her parents' window as it all unfolded outside of their home. Petty said the driver hit the dead end and made their way back up the road, but by that time, officers had deployed spike strips. He avoided the spike strips, came off into my neighbor's property, and then the police car hit him from behind and turned him, and then he ended up in the other neighbor's yard. When they hit him, that was loud. That was intense, she said. That's when Petty said a number of law enforcement officials moved in with their guns drawn, telling residents to stay inside. Then they finally got him out, and they handcuffed him, she said, explaining that he was yelling obscenities during the arrest. Officials with the Tennessee Highway Patrol stated that authorities were sent to a fight in progress on I-65 south of Columbia, where they made contact with a male and female, and the man took off. That's when a brief pursuit ensued, and the man was taken into custody. If they hadn't hit him and turned him the way they did, I think he would have kept on going. That officer was bound and determined to not let him drive off. It was scary, because we didn't know what he had done, she said. Over 60 volunteers from around the county and region gathered by foot or kayak on the Duck River Saturday for a cleanup day hosted by Keep Murray Beautiful and Higher Pursuits Kayak and Canoe Rental to help beautify the waterway. Members of grassroots group Save the Duck attended the volunteer day on the heels of a legislative milestone this year when the Tennessee General Assembly passed a bill that extends scenic protections of the Duck River. Volunteers scoured the river to remove any litter items, including tires, plastics, and other debris, to keep the river a healthy spot for fishing, swimming, and other recreation. Over the past year, waterway preservation has fought for the Tennessee legislature to pass legislation expanding the river's scenic status to preserve the Duck River for drinking water and recreation. In April, Governor Bill Lee signed the bill passed in the 113th General Assembly that would extend the Scenic River status to protect the Murray County part of the waterway from development, such as proposed landfills that might lead to contamination. Over 100 concerned Murray County residents packed the House Agriculture and Natural Resources Committee meetings at the Cordell Hall Building in Nashville for weeks last spring as legislators debated the bill during the legislative session. Residents wore buttons, T-shirts, and showed photos of the iconic Duck River, one of the most biodiverse rivers in North America. Citizens first rallied to protect the duck when Louisiana-based Trinity Group filed four permits with the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation, now pending, to establish a solid waste landfill with multiple operations on at least 380 acres at the former Monsanto Chemical Company site near downtown Columbia. The site is just a couple of miles from the river, and residents like river preservationist Gail Moore and former county commissioner Sue Stevenson worry that toxic runoff could affect the health of the river, a drinking water source, and thus residents. State Representative Scott Sapicki took up the cause and carried the bill that expanded the Duck River's scenic water status, which passed earlier this year. In addition, the county's Murray-Marshall County Regional Waste Authority also took measures to block any construction of a landfill near the river by disapproving in April such a facility proposed by Trinity Group. 
Meanwhile, the Murray County Commission voted in January to prohibit development that is not agricultural to be built within 1,000 feet of the river. Previously, the Murray County Commission also enacted a state Jackson law, which says that no new construction for a landfill can be built without the approval of the county legislative body, unless the landfill only accepts waste generated by its owners. Save the Duck recently entered an ongoing legal battle over Trinity Group's rights to establish the landfill, despite the efforts otherwise. Save the Duck is also hosting the Duck River Jam fundraiser on November 5th with a concert and silent auction. After an exhaustive nationwide surge, starting with over 20 highly qualified applicants, Dominic Orlando has been selected as the Spring Hill Assistant Fire Chief of Training and Safety. Chief Orlando comes to Spring Hill Fire Department with over 25 years of experience as a firefighter and senior fire officer with the Raleigh Fire Department in North Carolina. His educational background consists of a master's degree in public administration, bachelor's degree in accounting and finance and business law, and associate degree in fire protection technology. In addition to Chief Orlando's fire department background, he was the fire and emergency management instructor coordinator for the Coastal Carolina Community College for the past two years, teaching over a dozen fire and emergency management degree program courses. He also owns and operates a consulting business that specializes in hazardous materials response, building equipment specifications, and providing hazmat training. With a heavy background in various special operations disciplines, including hazardous materials, Chief Orlando is a hazmat specialist, hazmat incident commander, fire officer three, and fire service instructor three, along with holding the fire officer designation from the Center for Public Safety Excellence and training, and a training officer credential from the International Society of Fire Service Instructors. Chief Orlando is tentatively scheduled to start with Spring Hill Fire Department on October 16th. Yesterday, a new Indian restaurant opened in Spring Hill. The Bay Leaf Indian Restaurant held their grand opening and ribbon cutting. Front Porch Radio's own Mary Susan Kennedy stopped by to sample the cuisine. Hello, this is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. This morning, I'm at the ribbon cutting and grand opening of a new restaurant here, Bayleaf Indian Restaurant. And I'm speaking with the owners, Anu and Chitra. Ladies, congratulations. This is so exciting. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you serve here. Actually, we are serving buffet today. We are doing grand opening. So we have all kind of Indian food, like South Indian food, North Indian food and then we have chicken is popular item and then butter chicken masala that's also one of our most popular item and we have chicken triple file a lot of South Indian curries like with chetinad goat chetinad like that and then we do sell biryanis it's an authentic Indian biryani like chicken dum biryani goat dum biryani and then we do sell some non breads like butter non garlic non everything we are doing from its scratch so that's what we are selling over here well it sounds um, wonderful, and um, I'm walking in the restaurant, and it smells fabulous in here. And what are your days and hours of operation? And tell folks about where you're located. So we are locating in Sprinkle, exactly. It's next to the Patel and Wine Spirit. So right behind to the Wendy's. So actually, we are located in 5024 Commonwealth Drive, uh, Spedal Court, uh, Spring Hill. Okay, and that's so conveniently located. You have a lovely space, but if they aren't able to get out, could they use any of the delivery services? 
they we do have all the delivery services like kind of a party services if you place an order in advance it's kind of a pre order if you order it indian food we will deliver it it's certain um, distance we deliver freely uh, and then if you go um, if you order um, uh, party orders then we do free services to um, then any any kind of over 500 dollars we do free services Oh, so you cater for parties as well? Yes, yes, we do uh, cater for pre uh, parties, and we do the live catering services as well. So there is a South Indian uh, part. We have kind of a live dosa stall and puri stall, those kind of things. In case if you are interested, live catering, we we are, we do that as well. Okay, that's great. And if people would like to find you online or social media, where would they go? Uh, we are in. We have some of our uh, Facebook page. It's a Bayleaf Indian Restaurant, and then we have Instagram, and then we have TikTok, and then uh, we have our own website. If you would like to place an order through our own website, go to Bayleaf Indian Restaurant and click on the website. And then, if you want delivery, also you can do delivery. If you want pickup, you can pick up order, place and pick up order. So we do all kind of uh, online services also. Well, that makes it so convenient for everybody. Yeah. Well, again, congratulations. I know y'all are going to do fabulous. I can't wait to try something. Okay. This is Mary Susan Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Murray Regional Health wants to remind you that Medicare health insurance and prescription drug plans can change each year. For those who want to join a Medicare plan or who all are already enrolled and want to change their coverage, the open enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. Medicare beneficiaries are encouraged to review your current coverage, ensure that your preferred providers are still in-network, and determine what Plan D plan will best cover your prescription medications. Plan changes go into effect on January 1st of 2024. The Medicare and You book that beneficiaries will receive by mail contains information about Medicare coverage and plans available in your area. To find more information or compare plans, visit Medicare.gov. The State Health Insurance Assistance Program is also there to help with any Medicare questions. Change, I'm sorry, reach them toll-free at 1-877-801-0044. Please note that Murray Regional Health providers participate in the following Medicare Advantage plans. Aetna Medicare, American Health Advantage of Tennessee, AmeriVantage, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna Medicare HMO and PPO, Farm Bureau Health Plans, Humana Choice HMO and PPO, NHC Advantage, WellCare HMO and PPO, and United Healthcare. Murray Regional Health providers are not participating in the Ascension Complete, Bright Health, and Clover Health Choice Medicare Advantage plans this year. On Tuesday afternoon, the Columbia Police Department held their annual community cookout. Front Porch Radio's Delk Kennedy stopped by the event and spoke to Sergeant Jennifer Dalton. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This, this afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, I am at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. I am at the annual Columbia Police Department Community Cookout. Grills are going, hamburgers are being served. I bet there's a hot dog in there somewhere. They're popping corn over here. And this is a free event for the community, folks. And, and I'm not sure how long it goes tonight, whether you'll hear about it on the radio tonight before it's over. But still, you ought to know what a great event's going on. I'm talking with Jennifer Dalton. Sergeant Jennifer Dalton of the Columbia Police Department. She's also a public information officer for the Columbia Police Department. But she's also uh, sweating because she's been working so hard 
to get this ready and make it happen. Jennifer, congratulations. Thank you. We're very excited about this. This is our ninth event. This is our ninth annual event. It's from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock today. We have hamburgers, hot dogs, cookies, chips, drinks, and about every emergency service that you can think of within our community is out here. THP, CFR, we have the Sheriff's Department is out here, our SWAT team, our CID, which is our investigations department. We have Parks and Recs. There's so many people out here that would love to meet everybody in our community. So please come out, get you a hamburger and hot dog, shake hands, say hello, meet your officers in a really relaxed atmosphere. Come on out and see us. And it's all free, and y'all just do this. It's like your fall festival, isn't it? It is. It's like our fall festival or maybe like a night out. We just hope that everybody can come out here. We're just getting started. Come on out. Get you a burger. Come meet us. There we go. And, folks, I'm looking around, and and Jennifer's right. There are just all sorts of folks here, uh, from ambulance to Murray Sheriff to you, you name it. They're here to have a party with you, have a fall festival with you. There'll and be a really big bird landing in this field in a little bit. Vanderbilt's bringing the big chopper. They'll be here soon, too. Their, their medical helicopter? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Kids are going to love that. That's what we hope. We've also got putt-putt or miniature golf over here for the kids. Everything is free. It's just a night to have a great time with all your emergency services within the community. Wow. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm with Sergeant Jennifer Dalton with Columbia Police Department. She has been working very hard, but I, I think she said a minute ago, all the work's over. Now it's time just to have fun. And it's people are coming out, a free event, a, a fall festival of, of first responders uh, here in Murray County. Jennifer, congratulations on what it looks like to be a tremendous event. Thank you very much. It was a big group effort today from the police department. We all got together and made this happen, and we're so glad everybody's here to join us. And now we just want our community to come out and join us. Thank you for the, to the Columbia Police Department for making it happen. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Cowboy Up Incorporated, a local suicide awareness nonprofit in Murray County, is hosting their annual Light Up the Darkness Walk, which will be held on Thursday, September 28th at their office located at 604 North High Street in Columbia. Music starts at 6.30 p.m., followed by a short awareness walk and candle lighting service in memory of those lost to suicide. Approximately one young person dies from suicide every one hour and 45 minutes in the United States. Suicide ranks as the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24. Research tells us that almost 70% of people who attempt suicide express their intentions to someone. Cowboy Up Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization in Columbia that focuses on the prevention of youth suicide through educational programs. Cowboy Up was originally started as a service project of Junior Auxiliary of Columbia in 2005 until becoming its own nonprofit in August of 2020. For more information, visit Cowboy Up's Facebook page. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Virginia Ruth Priestley Lamb, 93, a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, September 23rd at Murray Regional Medical Center, surrounded by her family. Funeral services for Mrs. Lamb will be conducted on Thursday at 2.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends at 12 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mr. Stephen Lynn Hay, 42, died Thursday, September 21st at his residence in Columbia. Funeral services for Mr. Hay will be conducted on Friday at 2 p.m. at Oaks Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 12 p.m. until service time 
at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today and a high of 88 degrees. Winds will be out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear to partly cloudy skies with a stray shower or thunderstorm possible. The low will be 64. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. Right now, let's hear from our friend Paul Goldsmith, who will tell us about the well outreach, what they do for our community, and most importantly, what you can do to help. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. You're ready for some good news? Man, the news is heavy, and that by, by definition, that that's how it goes. And so we want to be good news to our neighbors here in Columbia and Spring Hill and the surrounding areas, and that's exactly what the Well Outreach Food Pantry does every single day. So we're calling this a day of hope, and you can help us provide that hope to families in need. So the Well uh, is feeding close to 1,500 families a month uh, through their uh, food pantry, and the need is growing. There's more uh, people than they can feed. And so we're coming to the community saying, hey, you want to be the good news? You want to provide hope to families in need? You can do that for a, a gift of $30 helps one family. A gift of 60 would help three. $90 or 60 would help two or 90 would help three. Be as generous as you can and don't wait. A number of businesses giving a $1,000 leadership gift to help dozens of families. Everybody doing something. What can you do? How many families can you help this morning? by calling 615-439-2921. And Joseph uh, is works at the well. He's here with us on Front Porch Radio. He sees firsthand um, the need and uh, can kind of give you a, a peek behind the curtain of how this works and how you're able to stretch $30 to provide an entire week's worth of groceries. Joseph? Yeah, great to be with you, Paul. Um, love to share a little bit. Uh, we're, we're asking you to help us by providing Providing, uh, financial support so we can have these groceries in-house to feed our families. I'd like to share with you a little bit what it looks like for those yeah. families to receive uh, those groceries. They they come into the well. They're greeted uh, right at the front door uh, by some trained volunteers. If you'd like to be one of those volunteers, we, we need uh, help with those uh, roles as well. Uh, but they're greeted right at the front door uh, by a trained volunteer who, who guides them through the process. They have a personal shopper walk with them while they shop. Uh, it's really important to us that that personal shopper is just there in that support supporting role, but that the family is shopping themselves. And uh, so during that time, they're really getting an opportunity to, to select the food that works for them. And so if they have dietary restrictions, if they have preferences over brands, all those kinds of differences that you and I uh, appreciate when we have a shopping experience, we translate to our, our guests in the pantry. Um, and so they're getting a, a variety of food um, that's uh, the highest quality we can possibly give. We always say we want to give the best gift we possibly can. And so that $30, when you donate that to the well, allowing us to buy those groceries, it doesn't just go to, you know, what's the, the, the quickest, easiest. It goes to what's the best quality product we can provide to a family. And so we work really hard, uh, not just at quantity, but also at quality and the quality experience. Um, we, we provide bread, milk, eggs. Uh, and one of the things I'm most proud of this year, uh, Paul, one of the, our goals this year was to add to our fresh produce this year. Mm. Um, it's up by about 20% over last year. I have multiple local farms uh, providing support to us, um, and that's really made a huge difference. Uh, the number one thing, are, are when, when you watch the, the shoppers come through mm-hmm. the line, 
they all take the longest time pausing at that fresh produce aisle. And they just stop there. They're looking, hey, what am I going to get? And uh, we're able to basically offer uh, as much produce as they want. There's no families that come and we say, ah, you can only get a tomato. Uh, so they're getting all kinds of awesome produce um, that comes from a variety of sources. Um, but, yeah, so that $30 goes a long ways. Uh, it goes, it's about 100 pounds of groceries. Um, and uh, it, it provides also we have a, a little program. We call it our kids bags. And so every uh, kid that comes through, if they have three, four kids in their family, each kid gets a little snack pack. And it's mm-hmm. got a variety of things in it, chips, juice box, all kinds of cool stuff for the kid. Um, and that was actually started as a desire to serve our, our homeschool families as well that, that occasionally have a need. And, uh, yeah, so there's just a real wide variety of the kinds of food, the quality of food that we try and provide. And uh, that $30, we believe, goes a really long way to helping a family. But it only goes so far. You are needed, so the well doesn't have to send any family away. Uh, you can help right now. I want to say thank you to Michael in Spring Hill, uh, who just gave to help a couple of families. Every $30 helps another family with a week's worth of groceries. How many families can you help the well provide food and nourishment and dignity uh, through their experience at the Well Food Pantry Outreach in Spring Hill? Here's the number to call. Be as generous as you can when you do Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrelis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now, news from around the state. Vanderbilt University unveiled its plans Tuesday to start a new academy for elementary students with dyslexia, along with a research and outreach center focused on dyslexia. Both were made possible by a gift from Hal and Marjorie Hollis Roberts, according to a news release from the university. The Roberts Academy, designed for children in grades K-5, through will accept its first class in the fall of 2024. It will serve children in grades kindergarten through first grade flagged as at risk for dyslexia and those in grades 2 through 5 who have been diagnosed. The Roberts Dyslexia Center will focus on reaching out to families and boost existing dyslexia research at Vanderbilt's Peabody College of Education and Human Development. Vanderbilt University Chancellor Daniel Dyermere said he is grateful for the gift and excited to see how it both helps children with learning differences and pioneers new knowledge and programs. We will develop new approaches to learning, educate the educators, and improve the lives of countless children, Dyermeyer said in the release. This gift leverages the knowledge and experiences of our faculty in a meaningful way and will further strengthen Peabody College as an undisputed leader in the field, he said. Some estimates show as many as 1 in 10 people have dyslexia, a condition that makes it difficult to process sounds and can greatly hinder the ability to read, among other things. It is the most common neurocognitive disorder. Marjorie and Hal Roberts have three grandchildren who were diagnosed with dyslexia as kids, which in turn inspired them to establish two other academies for students with dyslexia. The one at Vanderbilt will be the third. The couple lives in Florida and had to previous had no previous relationship with Vanderbilt, according to the release, but chose it because of its esteemed reputation and research. The extent of dyslexia research happening at Vanderbilt's Peabody College made it clear to us 
that it was the right place for this center, Hal Roberts said in the release. We believe our investment in Vanderbilt will help transform education and the lives of children with dyslexia in the United States and around the world. To us, changing the lives of children is what matters most, he said. Marjorie Roberts said she and her husband learned about the challenges dyslexia brings to education and daily life through their grandchildren's experiences. Nashville International Airport today unveiled the new International Arrivals Facility, or IAF, and BNA Marketplace, two key pillars of the airport's breakthrough BNA vision construction and renovation plan. The IAF includes six new gates and facilities designed to accommodate the surging international travel to and from Middle Tennessee. The BNA Marketplace brings the local flair of Music City to BNA with exciting new dining, retail, and service amenities to provide travelers with the BNA experience. Launched in 2017, BNA Vision is Nashville International Airport's bold growth and expansion plan to transform BNA into a world-class airport. BNA Vision was designed to take Nashville International Airport to the next level and meet the travel needs of Middle Tennessee not just today, tomorrow, or next year, but well into the future said Doug Krulin, president and CEO of BNA. Not only does the International Arrivals Facility greatly increase our ability to serve international flights and travelers, it also opens the door for future nonstop air service to Europe, Asia, Latin America, and other regions, he said. The International Arrivals Facility introduces a set of six new gates specifically designed for international flights with ample apron space to accommodate larger planes. In addition, these gates will also accommodate domestic flights, further expanding the capacity of BNA. A new Customs and Border Protection CPB zone will streamline immigration and customs processes and can accommodate 800 passengers per hour using the latest in biometric technology. Travelers arriving at the IAF will be welcomed with an array of artwork and installations showcasing Music City's rich history through a captivating collection of photographs. The IAF also features a 1,000-square-foot mural titled Nashville's Rhythmic Skies by Nashville native Eric Mobe Bass, a celebrated muralist with a number of high-profile works across the city. Situated directly above 10 expandable custom processing booths is a 650-square-foot Welcome to Nashville sign extending a warm greeting to our city's visitors. Let's take one last break and welcome back Paul Goldsmith to tell us once more about the Well Outreach. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Making some local news today by providing some good news to neighbors in need here in Columbia, Spring Hill, and the surrounding communities in southern Middle Tennessee with the Well Outreach Food Pantry, serving close to 1,500 families every single month, and they've hit a limit of the number of families they can reach. And so we're coming to you today uh, asking if you would like to provide hope to families in need in your community. Would you give now at thewelloutreach.org? And you are needed. Our latest uh, person to call in was Michael in Spring Hill. Thank you uh, for your gift to help two families. Every $30 helps provide a week's worth of groceries uh, to a family member, uh, to an entire family in need uh, through the well. So if you can help one family to be $30, be as generous as you can, but don't wait. We're going to hear from uh, the three dudes with a view coming up, but you're not going to want to miss this. Call right now, 615 439 
615-439-2921. That's 615-439-2921. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Music and culture icon Ringo Starr was inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame during a private ceremony on Sunday at the Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum in Nashville. Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum CEO Linda Chambers was joined by presenters Brenda Lee and Peter Frampton, who spoke to their experiences with Starr and his musical, cultural, and charitable contributions. Of the moment, Starr said, Wow! What a lovely tribute. Thank you, everyone at the Musicians Hall of Fame, for all of this. I'm really touched and honored to be here and to accept the first Joe Chambers Musicians Legacy Award. I've always loved Nashville and country music. I've had a long, happy relationship with this town, and it's really lovely to be here and to be receiving this award, he said. Following the ceremony, Starr joined his all-star band at the Historic Ryman Auditorium, a venue close to Ringo's heart, and did what he and his band do best, played a solid show to a sold-out crowd. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.